Hey guys, this episode does contain a discussion of sensitive topics. Please check the trigger warnings in the episode description before you proceed. Hi, welcome to a podcast of Smut and Dragons, where two MILFs talk about books that have dragons, smut, and sometimes both. Please note that neither of these MILFs claim to be experts in literature, but we are experts on vibes. We may occasionally spoil an extremely minor plot point, but we'll keep it to the first few chapters. Honestly, if it really bothers you that much, are you okay? Is everything alright at home? You can tell us, bestie. We love you. Oh, wow. to laugh so that I couldn't swallow. <coughs> That's what she said. Um, anyway. <laughs> Hi, Meg. Hi, Jillian. Welcome back to our show. Welcome back to our show. Welcome to a podcast of Smut and Dragons. I'm Jillian. And I'm Maggie. We did already say our names. We did. We said your name. Did you say mine? I don't know. You said, Hi, Meg. You well, started the show with now that. we know. Now we know they know what our names are. <laughs> now, now we know that you know that we know. Now, now we know that you know that that we know that you know that we know our names. Yeah. Happy anyway. um oh no, it's not Valentine's Day anymore. <laughs> it's not it's not Valentine's Day anymore when you hear this. It is almost Valentine's Day as we record this. I just gave yeah. Maggie a very beautiful Valentine's Day gift. It says it, what a, is it? It's a heart-shaped cookie. Yeah. It's a heart-shaped cookie and it says I tolerate you. <laughs> so romantic. <laughs> and I and I just really there's only one person that would buy this for me. <laughs> and that's you. So romantic. <laughs> I love it. Is it good? It's a lot crunchier than that. <laughs> <laughs> to clarify, I didn't make these cookies. Target made these cookies. Target did make them. Oh yes, the sugar cookie, my favorite cookie. I know. It smells it smells a little Play-Doh-y. It's got the flavor is sugar. Yeah, the flavor is definitely it's definitely sweet. Um, you know, and I always forget until I take a bite that sugar cookies are my least favorite cookie. Hey, you know, they can, sugar cookies can be very good, but I prefer a soft sugar cookie. Yeah, situation. you can hear that crunch. Then a then, then a crunch. Get, get in there. Yeah. Yeah, this is a crunchy sound. Not a good one. You want cookies to be a little more chewy. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, all of this is unrelated. Today we're here to talk about books, I think. Are we? No, uh, we're changing it up. We're, we're talking about cookies today. <laughs> we're talking about cookies. What's your favorite for cookie recipe? <laughs> <laughs> Put this in the comments below. Anyway, who's going first? We got rock, rock, paper, scissors. Rock, paper, scissors. Yeah. Ready? Oh, God. <laughs> Ready? Rock, rock paper, paper, scissors, shoot. shoot. Hell oh, yeah. yeah. All right. I, Maggie goes I first I told this myself, week. I said don't no, But do we both said no scissors. No scissors and today. Now Maggie won. For All right. One. So today we are going to be talking about, mm-hmm. and let me bring up the um, uh, cover here. Oh, please do. Because it's very important because it might jog your memory. We're going to be talking about mm. Paladin's Grace. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So Paladin's Grace, this was a TikTok wreck, mm-hmm. as pretty much all of my books are now. Mm-hmm. Um, 
This was this was an interesting thing because I started this book thinking it was one thing and then it was really another. Oh, okay. Um, but not like overwhelming, like like kind of giddy in the ninth. Like I thought this book was one thing and it became a whole different thing. Uh, just more so like it was recommended to me as a cozy fantasy. Oh. Um, and it was, it was, there was a lot of things going on and I did not feel cozy. I did not feel cozy cozy about it. Um, there were some horrifying things that (laughs) happened. Now I will say it wasn't like, it it wasn't like we're battling these, you know, giant like gods or forces of nature Uh or anything like that. But there is like a guy cutting people's heads off, and they have to figure out what's yeah, going on. Yeah, that's not with that. very cozy. It's not cozy. The vibes are decapitation not. Decapitation is not cozy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Just, just bodiless heads floating around. That is not cozy. No. Um. But anyway, so I'll tell you. The- <laughs> I feel very uncomfy about that. Um. But I, but I will say it is romantic, oh. despite the heads. Okay. Thanks. Um, Never, never had any complaints. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Damn it. Um, anyway. Okay, so I'll tell you the premise. So, <clears throat> Stephen is a paladin. Paladin's grace. Stephen is a paladin. He's a berserker paladin. Ooh. So, his, um, his whole thing is that his god um, gives him this power where he becomes, he's kind of a barbarian paladin kind of thing, where he goes into a rage. They call it the battle tide. And then uh, he gets super crazy strong. He's able to fight all these people. And then the god is able to, like, once he feels that they've done what they've needed to do, he'll draw them back. Okay? So it starts off, his god dies. Oh. And this whole order of paladins... That's not good. ...now do not have a god, but they still have the battle tide issue. The problem is now... They don't have anybody to pull them out. Anybody to pull them out, and they'll go in. They'll go into a random battle tide at any moment. So this whole you have this like whole order of broken paladins is basically what they call them. Not like officially, but they just say like we're broken because we don't have a god anymore. Mm -hmm. And he's one of them. He's like in his late thirties. and he's so he's walking around like he's kind of had his glory days and now he's walking around like what's my purpose here kind of similar to so i guess you could say it's lower stakes in the way that like he's retired from that kind right. of thing and he's trying to find a new purpose so you got steven then there's grace who is a perfumer that lives in the city and they kind of so steven uh is a paladin and one of the things they are doing these paladins that are left is they're now serving um they call it the order of the rat which is kind of like a monastery sort of premise there are lots of clerics they're very healing and they go around and help people that are sick in the city and just kind of um they'll give them like representation in court they'll give them like all of these different things to help people um less fortunate in the city and these paladins are like, we'll be your muscle. So we'll just be stand there and look scary if you give us lodgings. And that's basically what they do. So Stephen is kind of working with this particular piece, priest. 
walking around and um, he's on patrol one night and he runs into Grace. She's running down the, the um, alleyway and is like, help me, hide me. And he, he like turns her around and is like, what? And first of all, he hasn't touched a lady in a long time. Hey. And he, but he's trying to be very courteous. Right. And um, then these, um, the, these motherhood priests, which are kind of this very corrupt religious order, mm. are chasing her. And they like kind of look around. They're like, where'd she go? Where'd she go? And they find him. And he's like, has his back facing them. And and he, he's like, oh, you, have you seen a woman running around? And he goes, and he kind of like mumbles to her and he goes, I'm really sorry about this. And then he goes, uh, if you'd like one, you can go around the district this way. And then he starts humping her. <laughs> he's like, I couldn't think of a better way out of this one. And he, and he keeps. And so it keeps switching. It keeps switching from him going like, "Oh, if you like this one, you can have a try." I'm really so sorry, ma'am. I apologize. <laughs> and he's like going back and forth, like making these really awful, lewd comments, and then immediately mumbling, "I'm really sorry. I'm so sorry. This so is sorry. so awful." <laughs> but then she starts playing along, and she's making these like, yeah. you know, moaning sounds and all of that stuff. And anyway, so they get away. So then he's walking her home and he's like, they immediately have this connection. Right, because they I'll... pretended to fuck in the alley. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. You tend, to, you tend to form strong bonds with people you pretend to fuck in alleyways, you know? Exactly. So anyway, so Grace is a perfumer, but then you find out she's actually kind of like working with working as a spy underground. Mm -hmm. So she's got some shady stuff going on. Okay. But she also, like, all she does is report to the main spy, so she doesn't know everything that's going on. But she is an incredible perfumer, and she loves it. Okay. But she has a past. Oh, God. (laughs) She's got a backstory. She's got a backstory. She's been married before. Mm -hmm. The husband was an asshole. All of these things. And you start to learn that... You know, he, there were like, he, he wasn't like abusive necessarily, but he was manipulative and like he made her feel bad about sex and like Mm. all of this stuff, just shitty things. Yeah. And she finally like left him and came to this city with a new identity, met with this spy named Marguerite and Marguerite is like, you work for me, you can have this shop and run your shop and none will be none the wiser. It's fine. Anyway, so next thing you know, um, the big prince from another country is coming into the town Mm -hmm. and Marguerite is like, I want you to make a perfume for the prince. And Grace is like, okay, sure. (laughs) So she makes a perfume and they go and she's like, I'm going to present you as this like master perfumer, all of this stuff. And Grace is like, I'm not licensed as a master perfumer, but that's fine. Um, I'll just, as long as you do the talking, I'm not going to talk. So she's like totally not that person. She's mm-hmm. really awkward. She's also, I think, in her mid thirties, which is another thing I liked about this book is that they're both adult adults. Adult adults. They're like older. Yeah. Anyway, so then um, they meet at court, and you know they see each other again, and they're like they bump into each other. And then um, there's a moment where, like, Grace sees someone from her past, starts to freak out, has, like, a full anxiety spell, and he, like, without even thinking, just sees her start to, like, 
teeter, freak out, fr- teeter, and bef- without even thinking, just starts pushing through the crowd to get to her. Which you know, I just love. That. I love. We love a panic attack. <laughs> love. I'm a slut for a good panic attack. We're a slut for a good panic attack. <laughs> no, but I do love those moments where the guy he just sees her in trouble, and he's not even thinking. He's just pushing people. He's just go. He's just beelining for her. I love that, and it's so hot. I, I there's it. there's this. There's this moment in the anime Fruits Basket. Okay. Where there's this one character, she has a complex about things being perfect. If things are too perfect, like she'll like freak out because she's got a backstory. <laughs> she has a past. <laughs> and and one and one of the other main characters, the guy, he's like, Why are you freaking out? And she like explains this. She's the he's the only one who understands that this is like the reason why she freaks out. Perfect. And then like they're at like their student council meeting and someone opens a fresh box of chalk and it's like all the beautiful, perfect pieces of chalk like laid out. And he doesn't even say anything, he just reaches into the box and breaks one and then moves on with the conversation oh my god and it was just it's i every time i think of stuff like that i think of that moment it was so hot it was like nothing it was like poop and then and now everything's fine (laughs) because he knew it was so hot oh my god oh my god anyway anyway so, so, so steven sees grace in distress and he immediately like you know, puts his arm around her, is like, okay, this way, here we go. And Marguerite sees her freaking out and like follows them out. So they like come out and he's like, you know, of course, you feel the, the burning feeling of him touching her on the shoulder and all, it's so good. Um, and she's like, yeah, thank you. I'm fine now, blah, blah, blah. And they're like going to be, okay, well, I never thought I'd see you again. But anyway, on our way, blah, blah, blah. And then there's a dead body in the hallway. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, and they have to figure out what's going on. Oh, no. Anyway, so then we start to see all of these um, dead bodies. We start. We have these people that Corpses are... Corpses are not very cozy. They are not very cozy. Um, and then we figure out, like, these headless... These people that have their heads cut off. Why are there all these heads just around the city? What's with the heads? And when I say, when I say, when we find out why the heads are off, um, it is also not very cozy. (laughs) (laughs) It is not very chill. Um, And I, again, I cannot emphasize enough how not cozy this book was when it came to that. Like, it wasn't, like, world-ending catastrophe, but it was still some bad vibes. It was very not chill. (laughs) Something really not chill happened last night. That was what, that was this book. And so then they have to work together to kind of solve this mystery. So that's kind of where the stakes come in. Um, but I would, I really would love to say that, um, I did not expect this book to be spicy. I was like, oh, it's a cozy fantasy. And then I was horrified by these headless people. But also. But also. The spice. got a little bit of spice in there. It's got a little bit of spice. But I, but my heart, this was it was just so cute because I love sex. There's, there's I love sex. <laughs> love sex. But I love sex scenes, obviously, that are like ridiculous and unrealistic and who would ever in real life yeah. actually attain that. Um, but I but I love reading about sex scenes that feel really realistic, mm-hmm. really wholesome and like 
we're two awkward people having sex for the first time. Right. And that's what this it's book It's not perfectly like. choreographed. No. It's, it's like, yeah. And there's like this whole, um, there's this whole like, she's nervous about like, is she even going to climax? And like, yeah, he's just trying to make her feel comfortable and it's just anxious and sweet. Aww. And, and I just, I was dying because I was, I was like close to crying because it was like, this just, this just feels like a really sweet, like, wholesome romance where two people are trying to come together and just like feel and come together and come together <laughs> um well, what do you do <laughs> spoiler alert what does they do but it's also so funny yeah so there's one point where he like throws his back out because they're older that's fucking older. funny <laughs> so good um but there's also this whole element the whole time where um I mean, of course, they are like, I don't know if I can be with you. Steven is like, I don't know if I can be with you because I still have this whole battle tide thing that could happen at any this is, moment. Yeah, this is a problem. This that, is that a is problem ongoing. I can't really solve. Solve. Um, and it's kind of a really, really sweet metaphor for like having a mental health issue yeah. and all this stuff and all of these... And again, I was crying because it's like all of these paladins that are trying to like stick together because they're the only ones that can help each other. But it's really, <laughs> it's really sweet how they're all like trying to take care of each other. But yeah, what was I saying? Oh, it's really funny. Yes. Okay. So there was one particular part that cracks me up because Steven knits and <laughs> I love that. He's this big old man. He's just this big old beefy fighting man but who likes to loves, knit in his free time. He loves to knit and oh my he knits socks for all of the guys. Wholesome. And he found a spool of yarn that was like on sale at the market and it was faded red quote unquote. <laughs> so it's pink. It was pink. It's pink and he's knitting pink. Anyway, so he so this chapter, I just thought it was really funny because he's standing guard for the priest at this particular court where the prince is showing up. Stephen was bored. He wished that he could break out his knitting, but for some reason, people didn't take you seriously as a warrior when you were knitting. Period. He, he'd never figured out why. Making socks required four or five double-ended bone needles, and while they weren't very large, you could probably jam one into someone's eye if you really wanted to. Not that oh, he okay. would. He'd have to pull the needle out of the sock to do it, and then he'd be left with grimly fiddly work of re-threading the stitches. So true. And then he just goes on and talks about like how he would how he would defend an attack with his knitting needles. And I just thought that was hilarious. That's so cute. Anyway, so this book, Paladin's Grace. Yes. If I could give it a scale yeah, for spice. You have I would say this is a three for spice. Okay. It doesn't have like it only has like one spicy scene, but it's a good one. But it's a good one. Mm -hmm. And it's very sweet. Mm -hmm. um, and then for stars, I would give this five stars. Yeah. I loved it and I'm going to continue the series. Ooh, there's more. Um, there are. It's a series. Um, is it the same characters? Or is yeah. It same? Yeah, there's three books. Sick. Um, one thing I will say, so I was going through some one star reviews. Yeah. <clears throat> and I didn't find you one star, but I found two stars. Um, and most people were saying that, and this is where I'm like, how is this a insult? Everybody yeah. that says like, it reads like a fan fiction. This is what people love to say that in poor reviews as if fan fiction isn't like, 
good. De- delicious and wonderful. Like, there are lots of legit authors that started in fan fiction and still probably write fan fiction under a pseudonym. Yeah. And, like, fan fiction is a, a legitimate form of art, and it's not lesser literature yeah. than a published book. It's just not publicized. Yeah. And so saying something reads like fan fiction is sort of stupid and like a meaningless it, it doesn't mean anything because what does fan fiction no. read like like there's a lot there's yeah. a lot of fan fiction are you saying it feels like neat nuanced are you, does it feel like hurt comfort does it feel like <laughs> lovers does it feel like like what's the tags what are the tags what, what are you referring what type? to no, and, and, like, they were saying, like, the title feels like fan fiction. They were saying, like, they were saying some of it was tropish, which I didn't feel it was tropish with the romance. Yeah. I felt like it was, a, the characters were very well, well-rounded. well Also, what's wrong with tropes? Also, nothing's wrong with tropes. Nothing's so, wrong with tropes. So many books have tropes. In fact, I would go, go, go as far as to say every book every has book tropes. Every book is going to have a trope. Um... You need even, that to even, have tension. Even the really, really good books that you think of in your mind as being, you know, some of the standouts of literature of, like, all time have tropes in them. That's how we write stories. Duh. That's just kind of how it works. Yeah. Some things can be heavier on tropes than other things. Yeah. Some yeah. of them are going to have a marriage of convenience, one bed, and a nightmare. Yeah. You know? And a nightmare. Yeah. And I'm going to be like, num, 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 give me more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. So yeah. th- this is this is where I'm like, why really trope is not a bad thing. And also saying it reads like a fan fiction is not a bad thing. Because yeah. that's saying it's nuanced and it's something I haven't read before. Yeah. Really. Do we realize that like, <laughs> like the woman who invented AO3 mm-hmm. is an award winning author. Yeah. Fan fiction is not a lesser art. Yeah, no. It's just writing in somebody else's world. Call me, call me when you have a real insult. Call, yeah, call me when you, have a, when you have actual insight to give. <laughs> because that doesn't mean anything. So yeah, this book was amazing. Um, I loved it. I'm going to continue the series. Um, and not cozy. Not cozy. Don't expect cozy. But so sweet. Right. Um, speaking of not cozy. What, what is this book? I have bought Dowry of Blood <gasps> by um, S.T. Gibson. Ooh, you got a lot of tabs in the first I have all, a lot of tabs. First of all, book. a hardcover book? Also. Oh, it's signed. It's a signed one that we found in Barnes & Noble. Wow. Um, this book. This book is written from the perspective of a vampire writing all of these journal entries sort of like letters to her deceased vampire husband oh who she sort of had a constant abusive relationship with over centuries oh. um where there were like other people brought in along the way it became a polyamorous marriage and you know he turned her in like the 1300s and they it is her journey with him up until the point that she kills him. And you know this from the beginning because it is her writing these letters to him post-mortem. Ooh. And sort of explaining herself and like not justifying it to him, but like kind of justifying it to him. Yeah. Because it's a very sort of complex 
thing to be so in love and enraptured by someone but also they hurt you so badly for so long oh yeah um and it is just beautiful lyrical prose like it is written so it beautifully re- not just the vampires but it does give me kind of dracula vibes as far as like the letters and yeah everything it's like that. it's a lot of people say that it's dracula but it's never confirmed to be dracula the, okay the um the person that and i'll explain that a little bit more in a minute here's a one star review give me that one star review there is literally no plot and who cleans the houses <laughs> what <laughs> Nice writing, but that's it. There is quite simply no plot at all, and the implausibility of them managing without servants in these enormous houses, the dust, the cobwebs, the ridiculousness, annoyed me more and more. Ma'am? Ma'am, are you okay? (laughs) Linda, this is a vampire book. (laughs) Linda! Most of the places that they live in this book are described as a townhouse or an apartment. They do live in one castle. That is just to be run down because no one like cares for it like there's no servants in there so i i i really don't understand her fixation on them managing enormous houses and keeping them they're vampires look i know it's a free country they (laughs) they literally live for centuries in this book you think dust is really gonna be the thing that he he turns her in like the mid 1300s anyway um this book is stunning the it has very interesting formatting like the first few entries are just like little short passages about her like trying to explain and like the the things that she says so we never get confirmed who he was she never calls him by name I love this it. is an example of some of just the, like I have so many fucking tabs in here because this shit is mm-hmm. just full of very very poignant beautiful writing about this sort of tempestuous situation read anyway me read me read me my lord my liege beloved king my darling my defender I had so many names for you in those days my cup of devotion overflowing with titles worthy of your station I used your name, too, the one your mother had given you, but only in our most intimate moments, when I comforted you during your rare displays of weakness or made a vow to you as a woman, as a wife. But I am not your wife anymore, my lord, and I don't think you ever truly saw me as a whole woman. I was always a student, a project, an accessory in a legal or decorative sense. You did not let me keep my name, so I will strip you of yours. In this world, you are what I say you are. And I say you're a ghost. A long night's fever dream that I have finally woken up from. I say you are the smoke-wisp memory of a flame, thawing ice, suffering under an early spring sun, a chalk ledger of debts being wiped clean. I say you do not have a name. Slay queen! Literally slay queen! Slay your enemies! Literally slay queen, girl boss, gaslight geekeep. I, 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 I'm obsessed. Because literally, like... He turns her, the first thing he does before he turns her is he names her Costanta. And it's to the point that she doesn't even remember what she was called by her parents. Like, she doesn't know what her original name was. Therefore, I will erase your name. Exactly. (gasps) Oh. And it's just, like, beautiful language like that. Like, a lot, a lot of, like, very interesting. Okay. (laughs) This bitch, the way that this is written, she keeps you on the line. 
you understand why Costanta, like you're right there with her the whole time through the time frame. Like yeah. you understand why she got strung along in this situation for literally centuries and you're right there with her in like the push and the pull of like he's making me feel this way but he makes me feel this way and like the good and the bad and like the things that he says are like heart fluttering sometimes but then he turns around and does these like very emotionally abusive manipulative things and it's just it's stunning like she she wields the like just language Mm. perfectly and Mm. like uses oxymorons in a way that are just heartbreaking like his gentle violence and like blah 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 and like shit like that and I'm just like like I'm right there with you I'm right there with you this whole time and like I was saying the imp that the the formatting is very impactful as well because it's like it's not numbered or named chapters they're all like passages of her just writing these journal entries and some are really short like a couple sentences yeah of just like a thought that she's having on the situation and some are like long stories and i love that is this does this go up to modern day it goes up to, they don't really say how, what year it is at the end, but it it's certainly at least like the, the 80s or 90s okay. by the end. <clears throat> um, it probably is modern day at the end, but they don't exactly say what year it is then. Okay. The, the last year I know that they referenced was like in the 30s or 40s. Okay. Um, and I know that the that the end is several decades after that. Oh. Um, so, yeah. And it's stunning. I literally put this book right in Andrew's hand after I finished it. I was like, <laughs> take that. Yeah. Um, there is spice. There is some explicit sex scenes. But it's not like spicy, like a spicy book. It's yeah. like spicy. Spice if it were art. Right. And painful. <laughs> um, art and pain. And yeah. And oh my God, it's just beautiful. Um, oh, what was I going to say? I was so happy to be your marionette at first. So happy to be chosen. Ugh. Oh yeah, I'm reading this. Literally stunning. Like, and she has such these, like, poignant, um, like, in hindsight evaluations of the way that he is behaving and um, the things that he did that, like, she explained away at the time or didn't think of at the time, but then she, like, puts a judgment on it now in the, in the journal entries. Like, um, I was more shocked by your tenderness than by your miraculous arrival at the moment of my death. In hindsight, I should have paid more attention to the convenience with which you arrived. There are no angels in this world to accompany the dying in their final moments. Only pickpockets and carrion birds. Oh my god. Literally, and you wonder why I have so many fucking tabs in this book. How dare you? Because I was like, every page I was like, oh, (laughs) and sticking a tab in. I I was like, this is um i'm looking at the cover because right now you just have like um yeah there's so no dust cover the, that you yeah i took right the now. dust cover off because okay. i can't read a hard cover book with the dust cover on 
Interesting. Okay. Um, that's it's too much to deal with. Um, but oh my god, the dust covers are gorgeous. So listen, this is the hard. This okay. This is the thing about this book that annoys me. This is the cover for the original paperback. Stunning. When they brought it out at hardback, they replaced it with that. That's see, that's not as good. Okay. No, it's not so, as good. The the original cover on the paperback was literally stunning. Like this beautiful art of like this woman that's veiled with like all of this filigree and like bones and and blood and jewels and all around. And it's stunning. It's it it evokes a mood yeah. that is very evocative of what the book is. This, and then and then the hardcover uh the hardcover cover is, you know, just a vaguely historical looking woman with a dash of like blood red paint over the face. And I just, I just really. It literally could be a stock photo. Yeah. I, li- I really desperately no, do that- not understand why they replaced the cover art when it was like, I don't know if it was like self, this was the self-published cover because you can't get this cover anymore. You can't get this paperback this with this has, cover anymore. It looks like medieval art. It yeah. feels. Uh, I don't know if it was this was the cover when she had like self-published it, and then when it got traditionally published, it got published with a different cover and a hardback. I do not really know if that's it. the story, but I very much prefer the original cover. They ruined it. Um, yeah. and yeah. I love that. This book feels like such a, um, uh, it feels like such a vibe. It's such a vibe. I wish I had a better (laughs) word, but it's like very, very like gothic vibes. And like, it's, it's, (sighs) it has, it evokes Dracula without all the problems. Yeah. And and she never says it's Dracula. And honestly, like, I don't know if it necessarily is because he mentions being around in like Athens. Like, I think he was originally ancient Greek. Mm, okay. Um, that's never explicitly stated. And like, like the passage yeah. I read, she never names him. Yeah. Um, yeah, here's, an, here's another one. You ran your hands over my slick skin and made a sound like a man agonized. I knew then I would chase your tiny moments of weakness all the way into hell and back. What, what is more lovely, after all, than a monster undone with wanting? Oh, my God. That's problematic because I was like, that'd be me. <laughs> that's like, that's like, and that's the reason I love monster romance. <laughs> if I were in that relationship, which God forbid that ever happened. Well, that's not God, happen. God forbid a vampire ever changed me in the, in the uh, moment of me like dying. No, but being in a, like an abusive, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. manipulative relationship like yeah. that, you, I mean, when you're in a relationship like that, you do, you go after those moments where he's like being vulnerable with you. Oh, it's so true. I know. That's so good. Love makes monsters of us, Costanta, and not everyone is cut out for monstrosity. Not everyone, but maybe me. <laughs> maybe me. I don't know. Like, because I'm like, ooh, that was sexy, but also I'm like, he's a bad man. He's a bad man. He's a bad man. He's a bad man. And I know, and you know how it ends from the beginning yeah. because she's like trying to explain all the reasons why. Yeah. From the but beginning. See, I love that because then you're reading and you're like, what's the final straw? What's the moment? Yeah. And the final straw is good. And, oh, it's very satisfying. Mm. Um, oh, seriously, guys, five stars. Five stars. Okay. Obviously, five stars. 
Honestly, um, you could have told me the premise and just just tell me a little description and show me that book cover. I would have rated it five stars. I don't I, have to read it. I this is probably going to be like one of my top books of the year. Like Ooh. already, like I I find this book to be stunning. Jillian, it's February. I know it's February, <laughs> and I've already decided it's it's. I doubt that it's going to be bumped from the top ten. Yeah. Um. By the end of the year, I just highly doubt that. Um. Five stars, three peppers. It's not that it's not explicit. Like, it is mm-hmm. explicit sex scenes. There's probably, like, three or four. Yeah. Or five. It's kind of in the middle. Of like- <clears throat> but it's not, like, titillating. Yeah. You know? Like, I'm not going to go jerk one off while I'm reading the sex right. scenes in this book. <laughs> um. But it certainly paints a picture. But it certainly paints a picture. Okay. Um, yeah. Great. Um, it's got gay. It's got. <laughs> it's got gay. It's got polyamorous. He's gay. <laughs> he has a very special connection to classical <laughs> <the> music. music. <laughs> it's it's got gay. It's got polyamory. Okay. It's Great. got it's got severe emotional and physical pain. Um, I will never be the same. I'll never be the same again. Um, I will probably reread at least parts of this sometimes because I... I feel like this is going to be fun to revisit for Halloween, especially. (laughs) Like, I just, I just want to be the girl on the paperback cover for Halloween. Like, that's all all I've ever wanted. Um, And it's funny because it does feel so gothic, Mm -hmm. despite the fact that, you know, 90% of the book doesn't take place in like a gothic time period or victorian time period even um which i also find funny because the the new cover she's wearing like this very beautiful red victorian gown and like maybe a chapter takes place in victorian time but what are you gonna do stunning stunning now here's the thing yeah probably most important of all yeah you were to describe it in terms of mouthfeel yeah how would you describe it okay so dowry of blood is you're laying in a field a frozen field and you're barely conscious Mm. and you're freezing cold you know you're on the brink of death and then you feel a warm hand wrap around your throat (gasps) and your mouth fills with the taste of blood and you're not sure if it's your own or someone else's. But despite the borderline aggressive feeling of the hand on your throat, you know it is possibly your only salvation. Mm. Oh my God. (laughs) So you cling on to the wrist. Oh my God. As soon as you said a frozen field, I went, oh God. Here we go. That's a dowry of blood. That's a dowry of blood. Okay. Paladin's Grace. Yeah. Let's hear it. In terms of mouthfeel, uh-huh. uh, you're in a dusty alleyway, and you're sweaty, and you're wearing um, yesterday's clothes, mm-hmm. um, and you do pass a dead body. Which you just is, pass right by. You just pass right by it. It's like, whoo, that was not what I wanted to That one to was dead. <laughs> But then at the same time, you've got, you know, you've got a little bit of ale. You got a mug of ale that you took from the bar. You're walking home from the bar, I think. Yeah. Um, and then you walk by uh, a shop that smells so amazing. 
Um, has kind of a gingerbread smell, Ooh. weirdly enough. Um, and then you're coming up to a little garden and it's like the sun is rising. So you sit down in the garden and you drink your ale and you watch the sun rise. Oh. But you did pass a dead body. <laughs> but you did pass a dead body, but you said that's somebody else's problem. <laughs> that's somebody else's problem. <laughs> that's, I would say that's how it grace in terms of uh, mouthfeel. Yeah. I love it. Um, thank you all so much for coming. I've been Jillian. I've been Maggie. Yeah. And thank you for coming to hear about two five-star books today. I don't know why he said I've been Jillian. I have been. <laughs> it sounds weird when you say it. Well, like I have. That. I know. I understand why you <laughs> said it, but it sounds so strange. <laughs> Good night. Thank you for coming. Good night. <laughs> Thanks for listening to our show. For more content from us, follow us on TikTok and Instagram at a podcast of smut and dragons. If you want to follow either of us individually, you can find me, Maggie, on Instagram and TikTok at T with Margaret and Jillian on Instagram and TikTok at Jillian Keishlin Art. Leave us a comment and say hi, guys. We would love to hear from you and hear about your thoughts on the books we've read. Also, please be lovely and leave us a little sassy review on Apple Podcasts. Tell us we sound nice. That's all for now, babes. See you in two weeks for our next episode. Okay, scram. Love ya.